Welcome to a muzzled chat. Wow, this is a cool day. This is awesome to have you back, Adam. Thank you. Now, I'm. It's going to be obviously obvious to the listeners or the ones viewing. It's like, James, change your clothes because we're going to go. <laughs> epi- right? You're right. wearing the same thing. Now, we're literally back to back episodes. You even got to see Arthur as, as he was good. heading out. So, holy smoke, I'm like super blessed, super excited. We need more of the Muzzled Chat community to grow a backbone. Yeah. Right. Step Be excited. Because yeah. your story does matter. You can help other people in their walk here, in their lives. Um, what has blessed you? What got you through your tough moments? What, what issues do you see in the world around us and how help us create a path forward to ensuring a better tomorrow for our children, for all of us? Yeah, do what we can, right? Exactly. Yeah, I, uh, I like this forum. Uh, you know, I never really thought I would, but I do like to talk. I've always been told I should have been a lawyer, you know, like oh. that, that was definitely my calling when I was going through the education route of life. Um, and just the way it works, right? So I called you today uh, just to talk about maybe getting together to do this again. You already had Arthur coming on the hot seat. Mm-hmm. And the way my day worked out, uh, I actually <laughs> had an opportunity to be here in the same place and time as Arthur as he was leaving. Uh, and be able to thank him personally, face-to-face, for the introduction to you, um, which right. was something I was trying to do through the website or the because tech, oh. tech, technology and I don't get along. We all, we've, we've already established this, so um, and I'm not going to waste time trying to figure out how to verify my email or whatever it took for me to put a comment on this. Sign site. into a profile. So, right. I had, yeah. I had stuff to do. Like I was carving the other day, mm-hmm. and I wasn't going to waste whatever time that was to do it so i didn't get an opportunity to thank arthur that happens for a lot of listeners even even now and with time i'd say more so than youtube spend the time on the rumble right create that rumble account let's let's support a free speech platform more so than the, the the tyrannical ones right but yeah a little update since last you were here i had the opportunity to swing through and see you yeah it in in your moment and you have a freaking gift, my brother. Like, thank you. Yeah. Like, yeah, but it wasn't just in my moment. Like, I mean, you rolled up while I was carving, yes. Uh, but you got to see. I thought it was great because you got to see uh, product yes. of my walk with God mm-hmm. right there at my house. Um, he met you out in the driveway before I ever even got to talk to you, uh, Stephen. Right. Um, and just to elaborate a little bit on that, just the way God works in a person's life, uh, Stephen's been a 10-year um, mission of mine. I mean, he, he is somebody that literally was dropped in my lap once again um, outside bothering my wife, and my wife sent him to me to get rid of him. And instead of getting rid of him, I sent him 30000 in work that year, gave him a trailer and everything else. And, you know, I, I just saw somebody who was lost, and I saw somebody who had a talent that could, you know, use it to better his life, and I did my best to get him there. Um, and even though he screwed up many, 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 many times As over. As we all do. Oh, my God, this guy is a train wreck half the time. But it doesn't matter. In the 10 years... 
because from where he came from, uh, you know, his lineage, his upbringing, he never had a chance. I mean, this is a guy who was called roadkill. You know, I mean, he was ran over by yeah. a dump truck. Uh, wow. At one point. He did 14 plus years in prison. Um, he never had a chance in life is the way most people would look at it. Uh, but he was sent to me. And in the last 10 years, he has watched a lot of people die. He has, um, you know, been bouncing around living this really hard life. But he always can come to me for that little bit of touchstone. Right. Like he just knows that my house is a safe haven for him. He's going to get a, 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 usually some food. He can earn a few bucks to get the gas he needs, whatever. Um, and because of that, he honors my home. Now, my wife can't stand him. I mean, he he did a really good job of pissing her off real early in our relationship mm. to where she's like never going to let this dude in. Mm. Right. But she also understands that I am never going to cast him out. Um, because I know what he is to me and, and I know what my job is. I call them my God jobs. They are my God jobs. They, they are people that were brought to me to help them benefit from what I've learned in this walk that we've been talking about. Um, and yeah, he showed up. I was coming back from a job estimate that Sunday morning. And, um, of course he is out of gas rolling in front of generation church 10 minutes before it's about to get stupid busy out there because it's 10 15 10 10 they got a 10 30 service going on oh wow and he is the truck right in front of me when i pull down my own street and he is just creeping and i don't know who it is at the moment but i could start seeing him like hand out the window and then i realized oh this is steven so i started heckling him <laughs> and uh, the people at the church that are doing you know traffic control start getting nervous because i'm heckling him hard and this and that and i was like don't worry guys i know him and i just basically they throw it in neutral let me put i pushed his truck all the way down the road using my bumper guard just to keep him moving and i just got him out of their way made sure there was no commotion for the church service pushed him all the way down the road into my driveway uh, where he then was able to borrow some tools to, you know, change his spark plugs out. I gave him a five-gallon thing of gas because I always have some fuel on hand. Um, and for that, he, you know, did a little bit of cleanup around my property. And you were actually there to, to see the exchange between him and I about yeah. how much he was going to get for what he was going to do. And he wanted to, like, grab scrap metal and go to Scottsdale and do all these dumb things and with no license and the truck is barely running. And I'm, like, offering him money to finish a job that I needed done and he just didn't want to stay long enough to do that but that's okay he was gone when we when you and I walked off the property he was already gone right like he left the tools there he he's somebody that I can trust just enough to always do what he's supposed to do he's not going to bite the hand that feeds him uh and like I said he is a local he, he grew up in the neighborhood right across the way from me that has a lot of lost souls a lot of drug users and whatnot and I mean mm -hmm. they're always out there looking to steal stuff so Steven is that little bit of protection, I think, as well. Right. In my world. Like from, from, from the earthly threats. You know what I mean? Like right. Steven, I think Steven has definitely lifted his leg on my property. You know what I mean? So all the other clucks that I call them uh, that might want to come and rob and steal, mm. they won't touch my place because of Steven's existence. And, oh, wow. and so it's like a symbiotic thing, right? Like I said, he's like a, my perfect parasite. He takes away all my scrap steel. He takes away all my broken down motors. Uh, all the things that I've just like not going to put the time into, he takes them and he profits off of them somehow. And it's just like, like I said, it's like a safe place for him to come. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was great that he was there when you showed up just because I, I said, man, there's just so many different people and different ways to relate and find God. And like Arthur being here right before me 
is the perfect example of this once again, right? Arthur and I are two completely different Christians. Um, I don't think there could be a, a further apart almost, like in the way that we approach how we do our thing on this planet, our walk. Um, but it doesn't really matter, right? Like Arthur and I... I loved what you touched on in our last one where we can... It kind of was educational for me to where we could focus on our strengths. Right. You know, so it's like, thank God for people like Arthur, because mm-hmm. a lot of that, I mean, it, it, you'll you'll really like the episode oh, we sure. just came out with, because he really brought, like, clarity and, like, uh, val- not even validation, like, just the power of the Bible, right? like, to the forefront and how it is the living word and how, I mean, even some statistics and some things that have have studies that have been done and how it's helped people in their walk and sure. finding their true selves just so but i mean but, I, but you play into like your strengths right like I, my memory doesn't serve me that well but i know the more i put time and energy into that the better it's going to get and that's okay you right. just pick up little pieces and right. like i i tend to absorb a lot more even biblical truths from a man like that that Verbal, has put in that portrayed work. To you. Like he, yes. he, he's telling you, so you're, a, you're an audio listener. You're an audio learner. Um, there are people that learn from reading. More there's so. People than, that learn from yeah, seeing. You know, right. there's people that learn from doing and there's people that learn from hearing. Um, yeah. and, and I mean, I'm kind of the learn from hearing and learn from doing. Um, you know, I, I don't, I, I do comprehend reading well. I mean, I can read and, and comprehend very well. But it doesn't commit to memory as much with me. When when I hear it, <clears throat> excuse me, it definitely um, resonates with me a lot easier. I can I can regurgitate those things a lot easier, mm. um, which is why a man like Arthur is so invaluable to me. Right? right? Like I've read the Bible some uh, in my incarceration. I read some before then. I read some, um, and there was several verses that really did stick out to me. But like, see, my brain doesn't quite remember whether it was Romans or Corinthians or whatever. I, I thought mm. it was Romans, but then I went back and tried to read Romans through and realized that I've already read like through all of Romans and I don't remember what I'd heard. And then I got to Corinthians and I go, and it was a simple, a simple paraphrase, one verse of, of, of many, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that God's greatest gift to man was work. And that work is what keeps the mind healthy and strong and allows you to be creative. And I'm probably even elaborating on what I read because, once again... How how you absorbed it. Yeah, those exact words are not coming back to my brain. But I know what I read and I know what it meant to me at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, like I said before, to me, work is everything. I I feel that God is with me the most when I am working. Right, and it's because I am either creating something beautiful, uh, I am you know giving honor or um, memorize, memorializing something he created uh, in a carving or in a structure that I try to accentuate the just the beautiful nature of what it is that I cut down, uh, give it a second life, or it's because I'm providing service. That's the biggest thing, service. Like that is the, God, it's almost like you know, the two dirtiest words in the human language all of a sudden these days is uh, work, right? Like that's the worst four-letter word you can throw out there, it seems like, to a new generation coming up. Right. Um, and, I mean, they'll drop the F-bomb all day like it's nothing. You say the word work, yeah. they're running. They're like they're like the monkeys, right? Well, this the, was cool. Like I, I saw you head bobbing and you're doing the carving like you were 
thoroughly in grossed you oh what did you even say you're in your flow state like yeah. you you were that wasn't work no that's not work I, I never feel like i'm working right i'm not working bro I'm, I'm 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 living my life to its fullest and i am serving my god um and i am taking full advantage of every gift he gave me physically and and i you know it's gonna fade right like I, i'm gonna get older I, I always thought i was a superman but i'm not uh mm. it's it's evident now that with age this does happen to everybody and uh this earthly body of mine is going to start to fail at some point so i have had this ticking time clock in my head for about the last seven years where i started noticing man that hurts a lot more than it used to oh crap why am i waking up feeling like this um to where I have this urgency uh, to get all the big stuff done, right? Because I have this dream of what I want to do with my yard and my backyard and all the beautiful things I want to do. Your but property is awesome, man. Thank, thank you. I mean, it it was inspirational to walk like so. Yeah, you continued carving there, and you're just like, go ahead, my yeah. my su- my casa su kind of just check check things out. I go back there, and you know, being a craftsman and working with my hands and just seeing all these carvings and big logs holy <laughs> smoke you showed me that machine that's like yeah. you know yeah, you attribute to tur- turns you into 10 men and yeah. it was like that's pushing that thing you know right. so you got to get creative even with that massive p- just pieces back there yeah and slabs like uh we we yeah countertop size mm-hmm. Yeah, mil- I've I've got milled milled, milled lumber yeah. back there. I mean, that's still something I'm dipping my toe into, mm-hmm. um, because honestly, the milled lumber isn't truly my median. I mean, I'd like to be able to produce that for people who are more of like uh, woodworker carpenters. What's the max width? You 30, can thirty five, thirty five, a little over thirty five. That's inches. pretty legit. Yeah, it's like two inches of depth, right? Like so, like there's some logs that I have out there that I would like to cut them flat in half, and I can't do it uh, because there's a clearance issue. You right. can get a thirty five inch cut, but it's only like a two inch width. You almost um, got a chainsaw freehand it you do. down. Yeah, and I mean that's that's the thing. Like I would much prefer work on most of those pieces with my chainsaw and turn them into something a little more organic with more curves and mm. more of the live edge and like i don't want to cut through it all the way and when you're trying to negotiate a 20 foot log with a couple arms on it and stuff and you're it's like running it through a mill that doesn't always work very well so i've got stuff back there that's good for me good for other people i can cut it i can i got big chainsaws that i can cut through um you know I'm really just trying to make sure that whatever byproduct of my job was worthy of uh, use has a chance to get there. Uh, I hate the thought just throwing it in the trash. It's terrible. Like it's such a sin. Um, we are so wasteful as a society these days, and this is all back to where we where we start talking about corporate and sucking at the teat and all. I mean, like they have turned us into these limp, worthless need to like we are so dependent on them you know what i mean and everything is disposable um and, and you know we're talking about poisoning your big mac right like i mean like seriously they they just have you so bent over in this world yeah um and we, we yeah we didn't foresee this you know like as a people back in the colonial days and stuff we did not foresee this we were escaping tyranny and all of that stuff we were trying to get out here and, and capitalism was great because you could like chase your dream and be your own man and, and like no king was gonna tax you without representation and all of this stuff I mean that was that was the whole thing but 
what's happened ever since uh, World War II, basically, when you have this monster of a person in, in Hitler, like trying to take over the world, and everyone has to rally against it. And then we ended up being this like industrial machine as well, because we had to like rise to the call and mm-hmm. you know beat him at his own game type thing. And then the government decided, well, I think we're just going to go ahead and dominate everybody as well, right? Like that was, so they just started dominating us, and they it, corporations started buying their way in, and everything just start turning into this like everybody has a job now everybody has to have a job everybody needs to make money everyone and their dog right everybody (laughs) needs to make money to stay on top of this american dream right um but the reality is like we've become this disposable just uh I, i don't know it's like everybody hates what they do it seems like you know, you're doing it all for ungrateful children that are entitled. You um, know what? With Arthur, and I think we're going to really dive into this, and I'm excited this next following Wednesday. So, Wednesday, so folks, like, tune in. But we can get immediate reprieve from all of that by seeking the relation with God. Like, it's crazy right. how he can... D- take all these anxieties and stressors and, mm-hmm. and, and give you more... Uh, resilience, right. energy to right. take on more bandwidth, right. to take on more and even a clearer path to playing into your strengths and your role to having the positive impact, fighting back on this tyranny. Because that's the thing about tyranny. Like, it wasn't going to end with Hitler. No. You know, there's... <sighs> You know, there's. Uh, I mean, we got we got guys like Trump even out there. I'm sorry. I mean, I think you might be a Trump uh, supporter, but I personally think he's a demon as well. I really do. He was he was a terrible person his entire life, and he wanted to be president. Um, he's a egomaniac. You know what I'm saying? He is he is somebody who has bankrupted himself multiple times and always let the little guy take the hit uh, all down the line. You know what I mean? He's a gambler. Uh, well, so there's the thing is. So much of that, like, has been pushed. Oh, yeah. Once, once, the thing is, like, so I've, I've, I've described it in a sense, like, we all knew the arrogant billionaire known as, like, Donald Trump. And, and, but then again, if you even dive into a lot of, like, his family life and this and that, like, they're, arrogant might not even be the best word, but, but it's interesting because, Once he started going after the deep state mm-hmm. and very deep pocketed, like corrupt organizations and individuals that by no secret, like own these corporations and these media sources, like they turned everything they had against that man. So the the reality of it is like, maybe he's I'm not, not as, perfect. He's not as big as them maybe, but he's big. And branding, I mean like the, these days that's all about branding, right? Trump has always been a brand since the early 80s, you know, like when he started uh, being he was a he was a tabloid slut. You know what I mean? Him him and uh, Ivana and all the drama. Like He's like, how do I get on the front page? I want to be on the front page all the time. How do we do that? Sex scandals. That's the best way to do it, right? So through all the early 90s and whatnot, that's all you saw was Trump's sex scandals. And then he kind of disappeared out of the limelight for a little while. He became a household name, but he wasn't really in. And then all of a sudden, you know, now he's going to be president, but he's going to be on the GOP when he was always a Democrat. Um, you, you know, it's like... 
he is like to me he's the perfect example of yes we got a bunch of jerk offs in this world that are running things and, and it's fight fire with fire like, like great let's have him as a leader because he is just as big a scumbag as all the rest of these scumbags and he will fight them head on because he's not a true politician right like he he's a completely different entity but it doesn't mean he's good um, none of them, in my opinion, are really good. Um, I think there's too much corruption in all of it. Uh, the whole, the whole infrastructure. I mean, it's all a construct, it's really. All, and and there see- really isn't any any check proper checks and balances right. for actual accountability. Right. When you got that much money and that <laughs> much of a following, you, you, but it, it is interesting, though. I mean, the reality of it is that war machine, known as mainstream media, was very effective calling all the sins all this and that and like but in it and it was a, a diversion tactic sure. it literally was drowning out what in fact he was doing on behalf you and me and our future bringing energy independence creating the the proper tariffs creating the border to where we're actually a country like a nation right. you know like because none of these things actually are any of that without these certain things but so there was a lot. The The list goes on and on as to what, in fact, he was doing. And, and what I personally love about it is he there, there really isn't you got to have the money really to be able to even play that game now, which is right. just freaking crazy. But he's the only one throughout human history that went into one of these positions and came out less wealthy then they went in so it's that becomes very telling in a huge sense that oh wow like and he 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 wasn't purchasable right like because all from these lower levels all the way up to presidential people are they're all coming out without an explanation like with receipts and everything as to wow how did you accumulate all this wealth exactly i mean everybody's bought and paid for so there's there's some refreshing things and so the reality of it is is like man it doesn't i don't want people to get too caught up in the smoke and the mirrors because the reality of it is no one's going to ride in on a white horse it's through setting the proper checks and balances you know, viewing things for what they are, the constitution and this blessed country for like what it is, not demonizing history and rewriting history and actually looking at the positives. And and there's always room for refinement. And at the point we get too caught up in the smoke and mirrors of things like that's an effective evils tactic that's keeping us divided, keeping us weak, keeping us distracted to where we're not effectively getting anything done right that's exactly the thing and that, right. that's where i'm going with the whole thing is that there are everybody seems to be bought and paid for these days everybody has to keep up to keep up like y- y- the world has gotten so expensive the world has gotten so hard to live in to have a lifestyle to keep up with what's being fed to you daily through this media that you know you're seeing all these people that are living these fantastic lifestyles and they're always doing and it's these short little clips that you know you're on this that's where it's box. important to get back to what i liked yeah. was where we touched on before this conversation you know we you're like, whoa, that's interesting. You'd even bring that up. I can't remember what triggered it, but I, I, I mentioned 
uh, gearing up for a memorial ride for one of my dear friends that's no longer with us. Right. And he died well beyond his, you know, he was a young, he was a young lad. Like right. it's, it's, it was a tragic event. You know, it was unexpected. It was horrific. And, and leading into this holiday season, like there's a, there's a profound truth like we, that we don't know when our mortal right. experience here is going to end. So to really absorb and focus on the light of things. So this where I, I really like Arthur's approach on some things because it's like, man, we could focus on all this stuff till like we're nauseated and sick. We got to constantly like check ourselves and step back and and stay in a healthy place. Right. And I know because I've experienced it through like the, the, the godly road and like you do get this additional strength and peace and clarity and you become more resilient and effective. Like you could just take on more. However, some folks through their own scars don't want to go there. So I feel like there's a lot of ways to look at this life and everything that's happening that will lead to, okay, so how do we lead to the level of importance to where you could set down those things and seek that road out? Right, right. So it's kind of like all leads to, because the reality of it is we're all visiting. We don't know when it's going to happen. So, right. so just trying to have like the positive impact, you know, and, and that's where to an extent, like I can't like regarding Trump, like I can't really cast stones. Like, could you imagine being in that man's shoes and being any better are no. you kidding me? <clears throat> no. Like, like you but know. that's kind of the point I was trying to make. But the thing is, like, what I don't stand for and what I do not tolerate, like, like in the Bible, it's, it, we're not to hate, like, individuals. Like, hate, hate's not good, but we are to hate evil. Right. Like, literally called to hate evil. And I don't, I don't like evil at all. And I, and if you were to just get Trump and let's just say Biden or these other characters, like, can you really define Trump as like an evil character, an evil individual in, in comparison and things I, of that nature? I, I think they're all here as, as agents of the devil, to be honest, dude. I, I think they've all bought and sold into a way of living and a way of thinking that doesn't resonate with godliness. Um, mm. and, and that's that's kind of the point I was trying to make is that we have this world that's been polarized by politics. And, um, you know, like I said, we... We we sp we can spin off on this for hours and hours and right, hours. Right. Uh, but the the reality of it is like I'm not a political person. I'm not somebody who watches the news very often. I it makes me sick, you know. So I I focus in on my life. You saw my world. My world is is very basic. It is very you know just it is me and my walk with God. Um, it is definitely um, not influenced by what I'm seeing going on out in this world because I feel I have no control over any of that. Mm -hmm. I don't want to control any of that. It, it, if anybody that is seeking God is paying attention to the stuff that's going on in this world and, and it starts to overwhelm them, right? Like it starts to, it starts to sour the whole world. It starts making people feel like this is worthless. This is pointless. There's nothing we can do about this because it's gotten so far. It's gotten so bad. There's so many powerful people that mm -hmm. are in control and it's, it's devastating to your hope. And, and, and that's the problem. Like we, as, as the little people, 
mm-hmm. right? We are the little people. We're just individuals that were born in this world with no privilege, no nothing. Uh, we are. That's de- that's the worldview, though, right? Because in God's eyes, no, we're all equal. But but that's what I'm saying. Like, you have to be able that's to divide those two things. You, mm-hmm. and, and and I don't think a lot of people can do that anymore. Yeah. They can't divide that anymore. There there there's just so many labels and so much branding and so much yeah. bull it's that. It's yeah. it's all out there designed to confuse and, and get everybody um, completely off subject. Yes. And, and that is exactly what happened just between you and me right now, because we were talking about, you know, the, sim- the simplicity of work and how and how that is what I my whole life is, is basically work and servitude. And, and I am so honored to be a servant for these individuals that I am given the opportunity to serve. And it's become a bad word in the mouths of people to be a servant of any kind. Like nobody wants to be in the service industry anymore. You can see it everywhere you go. Everyone's mm-hmm. looking for help. You can't find good help. And if you go into some place these days, you are not going to get served properly. You are going to be treated like you're bothering them. You're going to be you're going to be <laughs> treated happen. like 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 they. Like you owe them. Everywhere you go, there's a freaking now a line for a tip, even though the person did nothing. Oh, you, you know what I mean? They, right. they did nothing. It was right. just a person taking your money in the register, and you're supposed to tip them for that all of a sudden. And it's all just done to guilt you into tipping them. And, <laughs> and it's like, what do we do? I, I mean, I don't get it. Like the highest honor, Jesus was washing people's feet. You know what I mean? Like the highest honor that a person can have in a Christian life is to be a servant to somebody, to to truly take that person and and take care of them. Yeah, we need to be able to all that construct. We need to be able to see past all that smoke and mirrors. Right. Because it was it was strategically done to divide strong men. Exactly. It, and based on everything, whether it be the belief, whether it be the politics, whether it be an individual, whether it be our skin pigmentation. Right. Our, or our church. Everything. Our, I mean, that was We got to be thing. able to set that down and see more internally like correct that yes. was one that was one of the main reasons that i wanted to come back and talk to you so perfect. soon was the, was the church thing because i never in my in my life would ever want to offend somebody like arthur you know like you and i had a very raw conversation i think he's day. your greatest champion know, on that I, episode I, I know but that's because he that, because he knows me right but like people like arthur who are very 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 uh in love with their church and very involved with their church. If they would have heard the things that I was saying last week, there's a possibility that might have got their hackles up a little bit because I was basically saying that churches can be um, wrong. They can be evil. They, they, they can guide people in the wrong direction, and dogma can be a very dangerous thing. Um, and, I mean, I think it's great that there are people like Arthur See, in this world. See, that's the thing. I know Arthur would believe, I, Arthur would agree, would agree exactly. with what you just said. He would. That's why it's so important for, and and that's something we even touched on when, when I brought two gentlemen to the, this this situ, this situation, that fireside, he, he was like, look, keep it up. Keep continuing on the path you guys are going down right. because it, he and that was so refreshing that he wasn't trying to pull all of us into that church right he and doesn't need that he's secure in his faith he, correct. he's he's happy he's content he just he's really living by experience like walking in those footsteps just positive and enlightening and and he always holds the, in reserve though his desire to see a guy like you or a guy like me to come to that church because in his heart of hearts he believes that it's the house of god and it's the and he wants you to know the word and he wants you to be digesting the word regularly 
and he feels in his heart of hearts that that is the the path there. Um, I think it's pretty much wherever the fruit of the Spirit lies, whether it's in those churches, whether it's in our individual time, to just sit and seek that, pursue that on any level like we're able to, but also have the level of discernment to acknowledge like, oh, like, you know, what's healthy even for that individual. There might be a church that is in that fruit of the spirit. It's just not speaking to you in a, in that positive, like uplifting sense right. that that's going to bring out the best version. And of there you. are churches out there that will preach hate. You know what I mean? Like that, that exists, you know? And, and I, I, I think that's probably the thing that I, I wanted to touch on today. The most was the whole thing about how people are scarred by church. I was scarred by church. Um, and it prevents so many people from coming to God or being able to find God because you cannot. I, I touched on Reuben last week about how I mentioned Jesus's name and he turns into this insolent child. Yeah, right? Reuben. Okay. Um, those two names, Jesus and church, are just so tied together, right? Um, that there's a lot of people in this world that they can't accept the life of Jesus as the light and the way to God because they came up and they were introduced to a church and then something went wrong with that church and something did something about that church just really rubbed them wrong and they look back in the history a lot of times and they see all of the terrible things that happened in the name of God right like the inquisition and the burning of witches and all i mean there was terrible things done in the name of God um and it's been going on ever since God's you know come around in people's world like people have been killing each other for god forever um and i i think that we really most of us believe that that's truly missing the spirit right like we those people had it wrong that was a dictator that was a king that was somebody who was twisting it and turning it into a weaponized thing basically to where they could make the little people go out and do terrible things so they could gain more power just missed it by a long shot they missed it so bad but because those things happened we all need to humble ourselves constantly because we all in our own selfish self-serving self-seeking desires or or what have you like get it wrong right we all get it wrong we get it wrong all the time i got it wrong I'm probably still getting it wrong. I, I mean, no, seriously. Like, I, <laughs> yeah. I I feel that there's a lot, of, and 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 maybe like, like I said, my my job right now uh, is to be doing my job, right? Like, I feel that fully. I just there's only so many hours in the day, and I only so much of me to go around. So, like, in my heart, I think you're just trying to spread caution for folk in all of that. But you do see that organized religion can be a blessing oh it absolutely can be it, it could be a wonderful a thing wonderful thing but they butt heads like i just left the presence of a very good client of mine today like i was out there doing some work for her and i asked her if she had watched the podcast and she's like yeah it was awesome blah blah, blah. and she comes from catholic and he, and her husband comes from mormon 
and you know she's Hispanic. Uh, and so she started going on. She's like, you know, if you were going to talk about something, what you really should talk about is how, you know, the 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 different religions a lot of times, the, you know, they butt into each other all the time, and it really makes it hard for people to make good life decisions and to come together and things like yes. that because of this. And yes. she, she she basically said that to me. She's like, you know, when I met my husband and he was Mormon, you know, I I, I got introduced to his Jesus, and I liked his Jesus so much better because my Jesus, the Catholic Jesus, was always the bloody Jesus, and the bloody Jesus was kind of scary. And then I, you know, then I went to the Hispanic churches, and that was even worse. Like those, that Jesus mm. is really bloody. And, and so when I met the Mormon Jesus, and, and like they weren't even able to get married in a church together because their two religions wouldn't have it. Uh, and then their kids, you know, like they had kids together, and now all of a sudden those are mutts because like one church wouldn't, neither church would accept them because they. And so she ended up finally converting to Mormonism because she wanted everybody to be embodied in the same church and accepted. And I mean, it's like, aren't we all talking about the same thing here, people? Like, isn't God God and Jesus Jesus? And like, why is it your church won't talk to this church? And why? And so if you're a person that's seeking God and you're going church hopping, trying to find that inspiration, just like the lady I told you that stopped in my driveway the other day with that kid, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. like she's hopping churches looking for something to touch her and make her find God. And it's like, how can you do that? Or, or how can you... Right. Like at Two Rivers, like Pastor Tom. Right. I have yet to hear him slander anything. Like he'll speak I out really against... Like, yeah, he'll speak out against like wokeness and woke pastors and, and people caving to movements in this world that right. are against biblical teachings. Right. So he'll... But in a tasteful way, it's not slanderous, but it's bold and it's in a strong stance. It's not cowardice or anything. It's... Really well done. We need more strong and to support pastors, even even like that. And that's just today. You know, every every one of us here, we don't know how evil or other evil individuals might pressure, pressure, pressure to a point. You because we're malleable. Right. And we could we could break yeah. under certain pressures, and we still have to address certain things. Like like I said, most churches I yeah. feel there's a lot of churches that have now become open and affirming, right? Mm -hmm. um, and and I think so, it's all beautiful, but yeah, we shouldn't so, be casting stones, right? At each exactly. Other. It, like, it's so counterintuitive it's, to what I it's don't like to Bible be. bashing. Yeah, I, I don't. And, I don't and, tolerate and, it. And like yeah. I have a gay daughter. You know what I mean? Like, my daughter is a lesbian, full on, and she's been that since the day she was born. I knew when she was six that she mm. was going to be a, a gay woman. Um, hmm. And I mean, like, even like Arthur, uh, I asked him about that. Uh, and, and like I said, in his church, like, their, their solution to that situation being like, listen, I am a Christian man, strong with God, strong with Jesus, have full belief in all of it, but I love my daughter. And I they don't, love I, her too. Correct, but they also said that abstinence would be the solution to her situation because they feel that the, what she is doing is still a sin. And now, like I said, this is the thing about the Bible that I really wanted to. Um, it's you know, it's it's a two thousand year old book, right? Do we know? What was inserted and what was that? You should talk. You should you listen to this episode because right. Arthur, Arthur kind of addresses it from many different angles. And I could tell with the knowledge he has. I mean, he's so in tune, though, that you'll see like he just, oh, and he'll go down, he'll go down this road. And, and, it, and it's just adding more and more truth and value to everything. But, yeah, we bring it back and it's essentially like, is this 
the living word? Like, is it, has it been, oh, how did he word it? It's been translated. Is it truth? Yes. But he, he goes from multiple angles. One of them that we touched on, that he touched on, was the scrolls. The mm-hmm. scrolls. Uh, what were they called? Not the uh, Dead Sea Scrolls, was it? Yeah, the Dead Sea Scrolls. Right. Man, I'm hitting these buttons. Like, that's so funny. Shout out to Jesus. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, the gifts he brought that I have yet to use. I mean, like, even this. We'll pull it out. Like, on camera, with the right angle, it looks great. But you turn this on. You, you see? Yeah. You can't even see it. Right. So this is more for, like, guests to see, like, on air. Maybe I could put it out there to keep people from... Or, my dogs or the recording pro- in progress sign that's hanging there that's i know that i keep forgetting to hang yeah that's so funny but he he touches on because like there was all this like it mainstream like oh my gosh now we're gonna know we're gonna see all the deficiencies in the book and all the translations how far it got away from the truth and then it disappeared meaning nothing no big headlines were made why because they were in alignment there weren't changes. And so the point Arthur was making, the God of heaven, the God that spoke everything into existence, he is heaven, like knows every hair on our head, every particle, every space dust, like everything. You think if he was to give us a roadmap, that he would allow that to be lost, you know, uh, manipulated, well, I mean, the King James Bible, you know, King James Bible was a complete different story. I mean, the the, the key points are the same. This will be a discussion we should have with, with all here. three of us. Yeah. Right, because, yeah. Like I said, because we ca- kind of would spin it in circles because I, I know what was just discussed and right. I can't do it justice because I'm right. not as biblically learned it as Arthur is. And, and, and I, I guess I'd rather just kind of touch on the point of this, that no matter what that book says, no matter what the Bible says, However you translate it, there's a lot of people out there that would say that, yes, this is 100% wrong, homosexuality. And then you have a whole lot of other churches that have decided to go ahead and open their doors and and say that this is good and fine. And I am of that thought that, okay, I'm a heterosexual male, okay? As I've walked through this life, I I don't even know what all that means. I'm a normal male. (laughs) Normal. What is normal? What is normal? What is normal? Everything else is a construct. There's men... There's male and female. That's it. Right, but there are men that want to be with men, and there's men, that, women that want to be with women, and and I mean it starts getting really murky after that. But as a man who wants to be with women and only women, I know for a fact that there is absolutely no way that I'm going to be with a man. Like that's not happening. It, it's it, it, it the the thought repulses me. Right, but that's me. Now, if I'm a man who wants to be with a man, or if I'm a woman who wants to be with a woman, I would have to feel, I would have to assume, because of the way I feel as a heterosexual man about that proposition. Like, it disgusts me. But if you're a guy and you want to be with another guy, there is absolutely no way you're faking that. Like, you can't fake that. Like, I couldn't fake that. There's no way I could fake that. So I have to feel that that is a natural occurrence and it's real to them so god made them god did that 
they did not make this choice because I'm gonna tell you right now, bro. There ain't no choice, right? Like you know it. If you're staring down the eye of a of a penis, you ain't putting it in your mouth. The re- like the it- reality of all that, my man, is <laughs> we are very malleable, influential creatures. Very, it's no yeah. secret. I mean, the the simple fact, like Nazi Germany, was a thing millions died listen i know what for a fact my kid did not get pressured into being a lesbian like she has always been that okay like seriously at the age of five i knew she was going to be turning out this way just by the way she was with girls and the way she was with boys this was how she was born this wasn't influence this wasn't her being changed this wasn't her being uh you know this isn't about malleable this is about who she is at the core and I love my daughter. You know what I'm saying? Like, so as a Christian man, I mean, I have to either, according to most dogma of most churches, I either have to believe that my daughter's going to hell and that there's nothing valid about the way she feels, or I have to abandon that. Pastor Tom speaks out on this in a pretty awesome way. And. I can't do any all of this justice. The way I view and I perceive all this, I, I, I can see like pretty much two things. The level of influence and indoctrination that's happening and the toxic effect it's having on like our society. Like it and it's and I can see like with Nazi Germany, for example, like how influential because you ask, like, how can that even happen in the ovens and and d- killing annihilating a whole race essentially and right. trying to take over the most evil and it was through book burnings and because so it's no secret throughout we've known for freaking eons now man it, you control the information you control the masses and they used fear like they, they scared the living shit out of their own people it so, was like us or them so to like not potentially acknowledge a the level of influence on like just environments and, and around like like that is very real but also secondly i also feel the bio warfare like side of things has gotten to a biohacking that we we is the civilians like can't even comprehend you know so i feel i i know personally what mankind was able to do with lyme's disease and creating that dating back to the cold war that's old school bio warfare so do i personally feel like because these same individuals that have that are associated with the bioweapons labs all over, like right here in California, they just found one. And I mean, they're all over the world, like freaking Ukraine. I feel that's where the bodies are buried. That's why our puppet establishment is trying to protect a lot of things that's happening over there because there's no secret with a Hunter Biden laptop as to how much like, uh, networking was going on there. So, Oh yeah, let's support. Hmm. Like there's, there's things to look into, right? And I don't know it all. I'll never claim to know it all, but a lot of red flags go up and it's pretty telling right out the gate. So there's like parasites and I've touched about it even before, even on this podcast where like there's a parasite that can control the brain of a cricket once it infects a cricket to go drown itself in a pond or a puddle just to reproduce reproduce Mm -hmm. so it literally has that type of neurological effect that it can get a living thing to go drown itself right so i think whoa 
and it's no secret with the parasites that have been identified within the human body, it can have complete neurological impacts. It can have complete hormonal impacts. It can have complete uh, deadly impacts amongst many other impacts. I think that would be fairly easy in this modern age to manipulate into confusing our genetic makeup so, to men being attracted to men and women being attracted to women. To what, to what end? Population control? Yeah, because it's no secret. You look at the Rothschilds Manifesto, the Georgia Guidestones, the World Economic Forum, and how they're pushing depop and world population and it isn't conspiracy theories because we could play endless clips and videos of their doctrine and them that they themselves and their puppets speaking this okay like ted talk 2007 bill gates talks about world population and how it could be achieved through vaccination well, so let's get back to the gods the god factor of this right okay so now let's say that what you're talking about has true validity and, and that mm -hmm. we have a whole generation of kids because it really has blown up you're right the, there's a huge amount of kids that are just so gender confused and sexually confused and i say toxic because it's the number one leading attributor to suicide amongst our younglings right. oh yeah to date yeah big okay so there's a toxicity to it where Hey, we need to knock out that first one. It shouldn't even be an issue. And in regards to potential biowarfare or other things that could be having this impact, because I mean, for example, it's no secret as men, uh, testosterone has been oh, yeah. just taking, oh, it's yeah. been tanking. Skinny, skinny jeans, baby. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah. there's a lot of things that could be attributing to that. So what, so what do we do with those, with those folks? What do we tell those people that, I mean, if they are a victim of, this type of tampering and they right. came out of the womb um you know in, in a fashion that made them oriented this way how do we get a person like that like like my child to like accept or i don't even know accept is in the word to find jesus and to find god well, it's, in the fashion that we would say that he, she needs to well it's just like like, like anything i'm i'm mere months ago i'm bedridden i can't function I can't function. So any of our challenges in this life, I could have just accepted that. I could have just, I could have just stayed. She's functioning just fine. Well, well and she's happy. Well, she feels I'm, like she's doing the right thing because her brain is telling her this is who I'm supposed to be. So how is it that you would like, like seriously, you, you take a person like that. She's 19 years old now almost. She, she is a grown person living a life, doing what she's doing. She has a girlfriend full time. She works. She's doing what she can to create a life. Right. But, is she supposed to go through this world completely godless because somebody tampered with her biology? No, I or, or deny herself what her natural feelings are. Like, like she would find, I personally feel nothing but love from church groups and pastors like Tom and Arthur. They would champion these individuals like they do, but they don't deviate deviate from biblical truths. Men being men, women being women, and men and women, because the greatest gift, you know, essentially, like we we can experience in this life is having children. Okay, but if it is the living word, that means the living word should be able to evolve, then, right? Well, isn't that what that means? The living word is constantly there, is constantly active, is constantly absorbing and 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 being relevant to what's going on in the world at this time. And if you have a like almost a fifty percent of a generation who has been screwed 
you know, out of being able to be accepted by God and Jesus according to the dogma of the churches that are that are putting it out there. What are those people supposed to do, and how are they supposed to find God if they can't find that camp that will accept them? Can't the word evolve to that? I mean, you you do you get what I'm saying here? Like they're they're not. It's not their fault. Well, think about it like this. And they don't the, even think there's anything wrong. Well, so there's a lot. Like you yourself is have admitted like like have you have you read the Bible cover to cover? And no. like on multiple occasions too, because it's it's tough to really at the point. Like we all know, it's not wise to judge any book by its cover, no. right? It's just like it's foolish, and it's it's wise to read the book, right? <laughs> Especially if you're gonna speak out on whatnot. So I would venture to say you don't know what you don't know with regards to the Bible. I mean, that just is simple. True. And I don't know what I don't know because like I can't. I can't retain everything in that Bible. That's why it's a forever pursuit. But I believe the the teachings and the role, men and women, that's because the whole idea of God and like this, like that man and woman and the procreation and creating families and the family unit. And I, I don't believe the, the whole idea of it being the living word isn't pertaining to evolving as the world evolves it is a solid truth it doesn't change like truth doesn't change like real truth so it's it's evil throughout eons and generations that's been putting these these type of like impacts and so in these type of ideologies that are toxic and to our detriment and program everything destroying the family unit. And I believe like it's, it's churches like that that can help bring clarity and ways because they, they have not just spiritually save saved individuals, but like set people that have walked that walk of gender confusion or, or it's not even gender confusion, but sexual confusion right um back on a straight and narrow and they have never been happier right so i'd venture to, i would challenge like you in this situation to maybe even seek out some of these individuals at this church that have gone from this thing to where they're at now and just seek understanding in that and it, and maybe their story shoot that would be really cool to find some of them and have yeah. their stories on something like this because yeah. the reality of it is i can't cast stones at your daughter that what that would that would be that is extremely hypocrite that is everything anti even jesus right because he Correct. he walked into these sisters so we aren't to take some christian stance and but but a lot of these individuals will won't won't bend on the truth the living word in my eyes the way i view it is like it's constantly like i could read one verse let's just say for example today and i wake up tomorrow feeling a different way and i read that same 10 words it can resonate with me on a whole different level the next day than it did the day prior like you can absorb, especially the King James version, because it's kind of a the thou, you know, and, and I don't, I don't really absorb like the, because there's a lot of different, like even the different renditions. 
kind of have a different angle on things. So it's cool to toggle between it all. So I, th- I see it as a living word in that regard, but it's never changing. It's, it's the truth. It's why we're here. It's giving structure and meaning and purpose and the morality to everything. Like there really isn't morality. But the the truth 2,000 years ago is really not the truth today. Because like I said, like you said, we've had so many uh, generations of evil that have been meddling on this planet. Okay, so 2,000 years ago when all this was written and, and it was, you know, it was coming to light then you're not dealing with the same dynamics on this planet as they were then, right? I mean, they've had all this time to lay the groundwork to start messing with genetics and everything else. So no longer is it just man and woman getting together and copulating and having a child. Now you have bioengineering involved you have all of this craziness that that, that could be affecting the outcome of that union and now that union has created an innocent soul who is completely wired differently than maybe they would have been if, if what you're proposing is is legitimate then those people are literally hitting the ground as innocent and without hope and so they're stuck in a situation where they either have to subject themselves to somebody trying to reprogram them basically well it's not even re- well, what's what's crazy with some of these that's why i'm saying the most the most powerful stories we could probably now get on in the, in this regards would be someone that's walked it and lived it that would be the most enlightenment i feel like you and i could feel we, we could actually understand because we can't effectively understand your daughter's situation entirely because we're not her true right so i think that would be the closest real way of capturing and articulating because i don't i don't want to say it's a brainwasher or anything because i can see personally like on the indoctrination side of things like man how people could get lost in that smoke and mirrors and confusion of even the sexual ideology whereas like man if people get let's say um scarred marred what what have you or um um repelled get brought in educated in perverse ways uh like sexually that's why i believe as we grow up there's there's just different times you know to to learn certain things and we shouldn't we shouldn't hypersexualize children right it doesn't belong in and and that can have a detrimental impact and i think in a huge way these blinking boxes are having that impact without us even really knowing where people are learning these things or getting drawn to these scenes like right there i can't like thank god too young i didn't have this during those awkward perverted stages and like where i was figuring things out i would have been a this would have fed me into a a a sexual fetish undoubtedly sure like i would have been a sexual freak yeah absolutely 100 there's a bunch of them out there and i can see how it once you 
kind of get that and get put on that path at a too early of a developed age now it becomes it becomes a walk of like just orgasm Mm -hmm. and then it doesn't even matter at the point you're getting an orgasm like orgasm what does even matter where it's coming from right what sexual orientation like what now so in a way like and i view sin not is like a lot of christians like this whole damnation even though I believe that yes, like spiritual death is more important to focus on in, in life there than our even mortal lives, you know, right. like like fully living this because we're all visiting. Right. So it's like I could see how I'd be led down all that. Oh man, where is it going? <laughs> You're talking about easily. You would easily go down the path of, of bad, basically, if you were subjected to this at an early age. Right. And I could see that most of these kids have been. Right. And the blinking box has been their uh, entire life. I mean, like, they, they, they cannot feel okay without it. Like, they, you, you take it away from them, man. And, and like, so th- it's been a way to, like, virtue signal for folk. It's been a way to get on, like, movements, get attention just out the gate. Mm-hmm. And you could see with the early teens, like, man, you do the most ridiculous. I do the most ridiculous ridiculous things for some attention sometimes girls gone wild man like seriously like that was just unbelievable right when that first happened and you saw how simple it was to get a good person to completely throw away all their morality in a moment of hey i just want to get some attention right right and and i mean as soon as you put a freaking camera on them in a group setting they become a completely different person so that's why i want to say like never discredit the the impact of manipulation and atmosphere and influence i mean it's true like it, I, and I, I so you that. you you connect some of these things. So ultimately, it's like, like, but just like anything, you know, it's like so. I, it's not in a, a perfect parallel, but the same. It's the same opportunity for anyone. Just accepting that this is just the way it's going to be. I'm just going to be a, a freaking vegetable, mm-hmm. right? I can't articulate words anymore. I'm just deteriorating, and it's like no. There's, there's. I value my existence here. So like, this isn't normal. I can view that. And that's the thing viewing it like biblically, this isn't normal. Like to get out. Like, I don't like, there's this many genders, my man, there's zero. That's all a construct. Right. Like, like biologically, scientifically speaking, two genders, biblically, two genders. That's all it is. Everything else is smoke and mirrors to create all this confusion and division and and toxicity no real structure to anything anymore right so it's just like not accepting acknowledging that this is abnormal and i'm not healthy i'm gonna take steps and see so it isn't like just going and you don't there's many different like tools that could be used. Maybe it's this church. Maybe it's this pastor. Maybe it's people like Arthur. Maybe it's, maybe it's other means and and through the medical field and things like that too. Getting getting blood tests, checking hormonal levels, finding what's normal, getting that normal because we could astonish ourselves. So, just like that, I, I miracles took place as I sought God, as I sought, and I truly feel. Cause I had all these medical roads and opportunities that were provided that I went down at exhaustion and I feel like God's hand was involved in that, but it was just preparing me for more life lessons, more life lessons. And then finally he orchestrated the road to where 
I am where I am now and I'm still dealing with some things, but I, it could be the ultimate test now of like real faith. You now have all the tools, James, you just, and that's the feeling I'm getting spending time around Arthur where I have the tools. I just need to fully believe and it's going to happen. So I wouldn't view any of this as like manipulation at the point you're getting a feeling from someone like, "Eh, there's too much judge or what man go somewhere else find someone else you know like but but don't if they're speaking out on you and you're instantly getting offended or something was like wait a sec did they just string a cord of truth within you right, and yeah. now it's your internal yeah. scars that we are, talked about that the other day right. about when does the offender become the offended or versa right. versa like if you're the person who's so offended by everything right. when is it that you are considered the right. offender Be, because you're offended by everything and and so therefore you are the one being the problem at, right. at a certain point right you know what's crazy Pastor Tom talked about one of these stories. It just came to mind of this, these two ladies and they got like married and they were living this life. And, oh, I can't remember the specifics as to the one, but there was just something she wasn't happy about. She sought salvation. She ended up being saved. She broke off the marriage and she started pursuing men and this and that. But come to find out, like she's still... She's still dating, you know, still figuring things out. But this other lady that she was married to is now married with a man with a child. Mm. And like, man, to get even those stories, right? Because before, like, this was all self-serving. That there was, It was selfish. There wasn't life. There wasn't the family unit. What true meaning and purpose was there for that? And now by her taking that action... I hope she's celebrating and I imagine this is a really good feeling now looking at, wow, like what miracles, what took place. So if anything, I'm just saying just like that to sheer exhaustion, just now going down these roads, taking these extra steps, medically, blood work, religion, the religion one shouldn't be, we shouldn't be condemning. We shouldn't be casting stone. We should be embracing everyone everyone with open arms and with love and support and being like look how can we how can we help right because it's so dangerous not to do that like right that's what we, we talk about just a little bit like, like people like hitler and like there's probably been dictators throughout history that they had this fear mm-hmm. of being whoever it was they were at the core because of uh some, right. somebody judging yes them. And, and what yes. terribleness came out of them right because they pretty much spent their entire life trying to hide some terrible thing that they were so ashamed of that you know they just like tried to blow up the world instead of uh right. try, try, trying to like come to terms with what was going on inside of them yeah and like i said when i look at someone like my kid who aside from being you know 18 19 year old selfish which they all are um you know and trying to like spend her time doing for herself right now and getting herself on her feet like i could tell you would go to war for her you love her i will kill people i can i I, can i would kill people 100 percent. and she knows and i love her too man and uh, you know it does it just pains me like i i see that happening and i just i know there's a more meaningful blissful existence and i believe if if you really address all the things like God himself, are you kidding me? It's like, just like 
the Bible and you question the Bible and, oh, yeah, throughout eons and eons and, and you bring up a valid point. I believe every believer at some point really does question and focus on that. But even then, that almost is capping everything and limiting faith until you really you put in the time. And then all of a sudden, like he instills like. Every word in this, James, is a roadmap, and it's true, and I've made sure it's there for you. You know, and you have that moment of clarity, and you're just like, whoa, like, and, and you know it. Like, bro, then really things happen, and I just know that can happen for all of us. This can happen for your daughter. This can happen for her girlfriend. This can happen for... Well, I, mean, it, I, just, I, I said, like, we're different um, in some ways. I, I haven't digested the Bible like Arthur has, and I, and I feel like right. you've probably digested it even a little more than I have. I'm somebody who it's came. Not, I came to where I'm at with Jesus, and I came to where I'm at with God. You're and in I, a beautiful I, place. Yeah, I think it's a beautiful place. Yes. And I came there way more outside of those influences. Right, like my path, my dark. I will, dude. Nasty let's go into path. that. Can we go into that? Yeah. Like, I would love to know what for you. Like, what? What? You know what it was for me. Let me let, let, yeah. me, let me put it to you like this, because I because okay. I grew up Catholic, and I and I told you that, and I I got sent away from the church based on Ugh. just being shunned uh, on the paces. Right, like when first communion, my grandma came out to do it because I had missed the opportunity to do it with my class, and so she comes all the way from Colorado. She's all excited. She's dressed up. She, we're sitting in the church waiting, and we basically got sent away uh, because I wasn't allowed to do it apparently, and it was just like rules and rules and rules. Why are all mm. these rules here when I'm sitting here trying to like do my first guys like us rebel on that right so like that's pretty much what sent me off oh and hang on a sec all right you listeners on audio i just noticed our phone i think because this laptop isn't on and i actually think the battery died on the camera record it's okay. They don't have to see our face. We yeah, have the saying, audio. They don't need to see my face. <laughs> they have the audio, so I'm going to have to sync the audio, but let us let me hit record again, and we'll pick up. Oh, man, let's do a little intermission music. Is that my fault because I said you didn't have to see my face during this one? I guess. <laughs> I know I ain't pretty, you know, man. You don't we'll need probably to have face. to let that charge just a little bit. Oh, man, note to self fire up because this was dead all day so that recorded arthur's maybe it's a good thing because i feel like i'm getting flushed in the face i was like oh yeah like i'm not you need makeup i'm not eating enough Uh like when i don't eat like i i get jittery shaky i had that same conversation with an employee of mine today like he goes complete hypoglycemic dead like mm-hmm. you, you, you'll be talking to him, and, and he's—you could tell—he's confused, and he—and it's because he was overweight most of his life, and he decided that bread is bad and all this other stuff, and so he's not eating and taking care of himself properly, and it really shows in his work some days. Like he just completely shuts down, to mm-hmm. live, like he's not even there. Um, but while you're figuring this out, let me go ahead and just finish. We're still recording. Yep, audio, we're right? good. Yep. Okay. So. Like, me coming to God was a pretty long trip. I mean, I I said I spent a lot of my youth uh, preaching atheist and agnostic. Um, That was influenced by my mom and her husband, Grant. Grant was complete atheist. Like, he he was one of those guys that he was so smart and had such a crappy upbringing and everything else that 
he was a man of vices, and and I decided that I was going to kind of gravitate to his camp uh, at some point in my early 12, 13, 14-year-old age, right? I kept up with that all the way until about 19, uh, 1920. 1920 is when I ended up doing that armed robbery, and mm. that's what sent me to prison. Now, I'm not going to say that prison is what brought me to God because it really wasn't. You know what I mean? Right. That, going so, to prison and, and, and kind of looking at my life and what I had done and the, not, I'm not going to say mistakes, but like, like we talked about before, the, the shame I brought to my dad and what I put him through and all yeah. that, that was what spurred me to start wanting to do good. Now I was gonna do, go down a different path, right. a different road. Yeah, I, I, I didn't. I wasn't still seeking God. I was just trying to seek good, right? So instead of being a screw up and and, and uh, shunning my my upbringing and going a complete opposite direction than what I was taught growing up, I started to try to gravitate towards that. I went tried to focus back on putting myself in work situations, putting myself in brain situations, like thinking and doing right. And, you know, like you don't need God for that. Like you really don't. If you're just a good person on this planet and you want to do right, you can set your mind to do so, um, whether you believe you have eternity coming or not. Um, So that was the catalyst that really kind of propelled me towards the direction I'm moving in still. Um, just wanting to get my dad to be proud of me again and, and to learn um, new ways of doing things. Um, not being selfish, <laughs> you know, right. not being selfish. Um, and then I would say that the, the, the one thing that really got me to find God and find Jesus was this lady came into my life when I was like getting divorced basically from my my baby's mother uh we got married but not in a church I had Chloe on the way uh she 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 might have even been like an infant when I met this woman um but it was very close like I think I might have met her right before Chloe was born and I mean she was an angel on this planet she was walking through the muck um, because that was a portion of my life where I decided to kind of screw up again, right? Like I was in this marriage. I wasn't in love with this woman. Um, I was working really hard. I was trying to be awake at like four in the morning to go to a job and everything else. So I started messing around with drugs again. Mm. And for, this time it wasn't for recreation. It was for energy. Mm. Okay. But Jumping back into that led me down a path that led me to this lady. And this lady turned out she was very tuned in. Like she, she, scary, scary tuned in uh, to where I'm still not 100% sure if she was an angel or not. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I I think she probably was because I think angels walk this earth all over. Mm -hmm. I think they're there for us. I think that they... Uh, show us the path, they show us the way. She always told me that she was an igniter. That was her job, that she was an igniter. And she was living in a very dirt, dirty, dark world with a bunch of bad people, but they weren't bad people. Once again, they were lost children. Mm. And she lived a very frugal, a very, just like she needed people to help her get from spot to spot to spot because she was so busy putting her energy into fixing people, igniting them finding what was inside that person 
and boom, make it blow up, make it become. And that's what I needed because I had stuffed all of my good down, you know, and I mm. was I was using the drugs to hide it. Like I told you before, I, you burn a life down with this stuff. No conscience. It's easy to do when you're high. So she used that drug to open my eyes to a situation. And, and my major situation in this world that was really keeping me from moving forward was I had a serious distrust and hatred for women. Mm. I mean, my mom left when I was three. You know what I mean? She was gone a lot. I did not see her most of my life. Uh, it was like once a year. Um, I was misogynistic. I was, I was just not good with women. I was very bad with women. Mm. Um, and I had a daughter. Like, I just had a daughter. I had a daughter that I was going to have to be a father to, and I was going to have to run a household and, and have a household that was legitimate. And, and, and that's not something everybody knows how to do. You know what I mean? Like, especially if you grew up in this world where you had two working parents and everything else. I had one parent available. He was working all the time. We were raising, our, we were wild, you know, but we did what we were supposed to do. But we never had that example growing up. This woman taught me, all of that. She taught me how to do that. She did things that creep me out. Like, I swear to God, she dropped a tree on me one day, man, from miles and miles away. What? A eucalyptus tree came from three houses over through... I, I watched this little cloud as I was on my way to where I was going. And I was going to, you know, bid a job for this cute little chick in Phoenix. Hmm. I'm living with this woman at the time. She's helping me make a household. She's helping teach me what a household looks like. I'm supposed to be respecting her and treating her like the woman of the house and all the hmm. things I just wasn't capable of doing at the time, right? I was on my way to go be a jerk. And I watched this cloud in my rear view the whole way out to Phoenix from, from Chandler. And by the time I got to the house I was going, that cloud had become a storm. And it was quiet, but it was there. It was like gray. And it was like, okay. So now I'm in this lady's house and I'm trying to do my thing. I'm hitting on her. I'm I'm working my thing, right? <laughs> and we're out in the backyard in her, you know, looking at some things because I'm trying to do handyman work for her. And we turn around, we're heading back into the house, and out of nowhere, this tree, I didn't hear a sound. But it was a 120-foot-tall eucalyptus tree that came crashing through three fences from somebody else's yard, mm. and the whips of it just caught me right in the back, whack, right down to my back. I mean, I turned around. This thing's like in the girl's swimming pool. It's a 120-foot-tall eucalyptus tree. Holy They're my. monsters, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, all of a sudden, our interview was over. You know what I'm saying? Like, she's got way bigger problems to deal with. I am not the tree man that I am today at that time. So, like, I'm out. I'm gone. I, th that was it. She, We're done. So I drive home. And I'm just like freaked out. You know what I mean? Like I'm freaked out because I know what I just witnessed. Mm -hmm. And the first words out of her mouth when I got to the house was, how do you like your tree, MFR? Like, because she knew what I was there to do. And she was trying to teach me something. That night, her and I had a conversation and it was about Jesus. And that was the first time that I'd ever truly talked about Jesus in my life. Mm. Um because I needed a tree to fall on me hmm. and to believe that she was the one that did it. And I, dude, I didn't call this woman and tell her anything about this tree. Get out of here. No, I mean, I, it was. She knew? She knew. And I'm telling you, she was an angel hmm. on this planet. Nanette Nadine Lord was her name. Wow. Okay. Um, so this is like you just knew. Bro, I knew that, there, there, was, yeah. there, there was something going on that I could not rationalize away. Right. I couldn't explain it away because I've always been good at explaining crap away. I'm, I'm bright. 
You know, I have a good working brain. I could, I, at that point, I could explain away everything. This I couldn't explain. And that is what opened my brain to allow her to touch my heart. Hmm. And in that conversation, she touched my heart. And I swear I saw Jesus's life in my heart. Like as she was talking and her words, what she was saying to me, telling me all of these things that had been broken, they had broken me and they had put up all these defenses and all of these things that I'd been doing my whole life that I wasn't even aware of. Hmm. I could see Jesus's life in me. Like I could hmm. feel it. That's what got me there. Like that's what got me to that point to where I all of a sudden decided that I was going to start God's Green Earth Landscaping and I was going to go out and do real work serving people. I wasn't going to be out chasing tail on my job bids and I wasn't going to be like jack of all trades. I was going to focus in on nature. I was going to focus in on my talents. I was right. That that was the defining moment in my walk towards Christ. Wow. And, and like I told you when I met you back then, I mean, the net didn't stick around long after that. Like that was pretty much her swan song with me. Once she got me to that point, mm. she had no more use to be in my life and she knew it. And so mm. she made an exit and that opened me up to meet my now wife, Angel, oh, wow. right? Like that's what happened. She broke the bad in me, opened up my heart, opened up my eyes, set me on a path, gave me what I needed to actually believe it and then let me go. Wow. And um, I will never talk bad of that woman ever. I mean, even though she did what she did to like make me kick her out, because that's what she did. She did something stupid to make me kick her out. Oh wow! Took my child support to the casino. You know what I mean? Like, and spent it. Wow! But you know, she knew that's what was going to happen. It was perfect. And within a, a few months, I met Angel. And like, there is absolutely no way I would have been able to maintain a 16-year marriage or relationship like I've been with my wife without going through that. Hmm. Right? Because I would have screwed it up royally. I promise that. Like, I would have destroyed. Angel is a divorcee. She'd been abused and cheated on by her ex husband. Hmm. Terrible things happened to my wife in her life um, in faith and in matrimony and everything else. So, like, I had to be like really freaking trustworthy. I had to be like that perfect dude for her to feel safe and to like give me what she's given me, which has been her heart. In ways you each challenged each other but mm -hmm. also set you on, each other on like the the straight and narrow right like i entered into angel's life when she probably needed me the most and she entered into my life when i needed her the most because i was just starting to find success right but i had no way of knowing what to do with it i was a knucklehead when it came to money cash money all the time no credit no nothing i just walk around with wads of cash in my pocket with flow I got what I needed, but there was never a thought for tomorrow. Angel was a completely different animal. And, and, and like I said, she was kind of on the tail end of a career that she was trying to get out of, I think, in her heart. She'd been doing it for 30 years, taking care of animals as a nurse. She was a veterinary nurse, very good at her job, but on burnout status. Had a single, you know, had a daughter that was 14 years old. And, um, she was doing the weekend warrior thing. You know, I got my kid on this weekend. I don't have my kid on this weekend. So she was running around with like the biker clubs and doing mm. all that stuff on the weekends, getting drunk, partying and all that. And like when we met, there was a balance there all of a sudden. I was able to, we did, we, we still played for several years, but all of a sudden like we were together. So it wasn't like it was before, you know. We, mm. and, and now we still have those people as, I'll call them acquaintances. 
definitely wouldn't call them friends. We we see them maybe once a year, once every two years, three years. But our life is, well, I mean, you've seen what mm. I've built mm-hmm. in just six years' time, and that's the third house we've lived in together. Wow. Okay, so, I mean, we've been together a long time now, and we've had a, a, a good amount of success. And I just, it's, you can call it monetary success. Call it, my house is homey. That's exactly what you yeah, said when you walked 100%. in. The energy, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's all her inside. I mean, I have my little touches in there, but, like, that's her. Um, and the outside is just like, dang. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what's this guy doing? You know, but it's just energy. Like, I, I have that energy. I, I was ignited. Um, and, and Jesus was the thing. Jesus was the thing that had me dancing in the bars. He had me outside my house when I was single at 1130 at night, unable to go to sleep. And I would literally be in the entryway of my home dancing to mm. music uh, in my front stoop. It was crazy. Wow. And there's my uh, angel right there. That's awesome. Uh, let me look at this recorder. We are... As always, already an hour and twenty-two. Yeah, we're, we just do this, don't we? We just go, bro. <laughs> I love it. I love how, man, and, and that's the thing. We, I would venture to say, successfully went into political arena with two different views. Mm-hmm. We didn't bring out weapons and wound each other. No. We we stayed respectful and maneuvered through it. Like the reality, I mean. We we must do this across the board, right? Because it's our neighbors aren't our enemies. No, they're not. They're supposed to love your neighbor yes. and the golden rule. Those are the two things, right? Right. Love, love thy neighbor. Know the golden rule. Yep. If everybody did that, yep. the world would be perfect. You wouldn't have to worry what was going on in Somalia or Afghanistan yep. because guess what? They'd be over there loving their neighbors and respecting the golden rule. And if everybody did that- right. There wouldn't be this crap going on everywhere, and that's I, I love that. And I told you this when you came to my house, dude. You make me want to talk. You 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 have an exuberance that makes me want to speak more. You're a good interviewer because of that, because you oh, make thanks, me man. want to talk more. Um, and I feel completely comfortable to say anything. And like I said, I, I I could tell I touched a nerve when I when I talked about Trump. I definitely <laughs> touched a nerve, and that's okay because well, it's I I have be- work I have work to do myself. True, true. It, the reality of it is, I've really done a lot of research. I know, and I know a lot of a lot of people. Y- y- you could just see they they use so many talking points. So I already know where so much of their sourcing came from, and that's from the manipulative side. Right. You know that that really didn't look at people as to their true character, what they're in fact doing. Right. But the fact is yeah. that you and I here in this booth today are here to talk about God. Yeah. Right? So even though our human nature wanted to spin us off in this different direction, and, we, all... and we probably could have gotten into a fight, and we probably could have started arguing <laughs> with each other, we didn't because we're here for a higher purpose. And, and there's a reason why we're doing this. It, it's, yes. it's to show that we can have different views on what we see in the I world. That. But the reality of it is, man... It's all not our problem, really. You know what I mean? Like, if everybody just focused on their walk to God, forgot all the crap that you, they... We'll all be led to what we're, our, the role we're supposed to be exactly. even led to do. We're all right? waiting through shit. I mean, like right. we're all wading through it. Like, yeah. this world that we've been forced into, this pigeonholing, these uh, cubbies, these uh, cubicles and, and, and assembly lines and all of these menial jobs that pay our bills, that make us hate what we do every day, that make us want to go home and seek 
all this debauchery mm -hmm. to engage us uh, after we've done, you know, gave our 40 or 50, 60 hours a week to the man, basically, to mm -hmm. make them stinking rich and then we get our ducats. And, and, and then we have to go home to a bunch of kids that have like done nothing but look at the blinking box all day and a wife who probably isn't happy because she's either working or at home and feeling she's missing out. We need to tap into like our real true selves and, and so much of that is not this temporary body no, we're given it's not and i don't know what people do with their times you know what i mean like i don't i don't know what advice to give the people as far as what to do to get that out of you i was very blessed when i said like i met this person this person ignited me this person you know i was in an opportunity and time and space where the money made sense what I had in front of me made sense and I was able to beset myself upon a path that got me to financial freedom and doing something that I love and being able to serve people day in and day out and have this legacy of just service that I've given to all these people for 20 years and I mm. really hope to continue. I was super blessed by that. I can't say that everybody's going to have that type of situation come up to them. There's a lot of people that follow the line their whole life. They went through college. They ended up in a job. They don't like anything that they're doing, but they right. feel so stuck. And I don't know what to tell those people except for it all still always is going to start with you yep. and how you wake up every morning and how you feel about what you're doing. You can turn anything that tastes like shit into candy if you just <laughs> sprinkle the right attitude on it. Mm -hmm. Like 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 seriously, like it it's not hard if you change your attitude. I'm digging holes for a living, man. That's like some people's worst nightmare. Mm. I dig with a smile. Ruben and I, we have a great time doing it, man. Like we enjoy it. It's fun for us. It's a challenge because we want it to be. I started my morning unloading four tons of dirt and brick out of my truck and trailer this morning by hand. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, that was a good cup of coffee for me. That was... Yes, yes, sir. My back hurt when I got up out of bed and everything else. But by the time... I mean, I'm hanging upside down. I'm doing all this stuff in the morning to even be able to walk straight right. before I went out to fire up my trucks. But by the time I was in the back of those trucks shoveling, I didn't feel any of that pain. Ruben and I are just there slinging dirt, like enjoying it, having fun, talking, chopping it up. It was, it's possible. You know what I mean? Like it's not drudgery. It's not unvalid thing. It, it's, it's about attitude mm. and it's about knowing that you are loved. It's about knowing that Jesus is right there with you. It's about knowing that everything you're doing does have a purpose. Right. There's a reason. You don't need to know the reason, man. Be happy for the oxygen. Right? Just be happy you woke up breathing today. Because you're going to wake up not breathing someday. And where you wake up might really suck. Like, you think it sucks now? Think about how bad it's going to suck there. Right. Right? It's it's a challenge we're all faced. But, yeah, perspective, attitude is... It's everything, man. It's so much, When man. you have it in your heart, when you have Jesus in your heart, when you have God in your heart, when you know it for a fact you know it there is no i think i like this i think i believe in this i want everyone around me to think i believe in this so i can be a part of their clique that's not what faith is and that is right. going to do nothing for you it still makes you feel like a poser it makes you feel like a fraud it makes you feel you're just still scared 
Like some of the most, you know, God-fearing people I think I've ever met were the, they're terrified to die. You know, you could tell they were terrified to die. You know I mean? Everything they did. Because they didn't truly believe. They believed in the group. Hmm. It's, it's about you, your walk, your time. Then go join the group. I mean, you don't have to join the group to find God, right? Like finding God will lead you to the group you sh- maybe should be with. Right. Right? That's what it did for me. Well, it's one of them things you just, you don't know. You don't know if you're going to enjoy that swim. You got to dip your toe. You got to, you got to, you got to just. Hell with a toe, man. Plunge. Yeah. I love diving down in. You know, if it's something I'm I'm, not enjoying, then. I'm a cannonball type of guy. Right. I like that. Or I have won a few belly flop contests as well. Oh, there we go. (laughs) Get some style points while you're at it. Pop your eyes out of your head when you hit the water. Right. But you know what? You got the cup. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 easy, but it's not. Like I, I said, everybody everybody's gonna come to it differently. I know that. Well, dude, this is great. I mean, you're I'm sure you're challenging some of the listeners. You challenged me. You know, uh, just everything. I mean, I genuinely just want to see people fall into them best their best selves. Me you too. know, me like too. we got really a do. limited finite time, and we 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 just don't know. So every day that is given is just that a gift correct and let's make the most of it right you, you should never you should never turn your nose up at a gift right you know, i saw that the other day in some kid i was picking up thai food and this nice lady behind the counter older you know she's spur she's she's like running the whole thing right she's doing tables she's doing the uh, you know orders i'm sitting there waiting on my food and this kid wants a jawbreaker or a bubble gum from the little 25 cent machine right mm. well the older daughter maybe 14 says i got a quarter and her dad was like nah you know don't do it this lady sees this happening and she's like oh wait wait wait! i got something for you so she dives into her purse and she's digging into her purse and you could tell it's making these people uncomfortable as hell right because she's like trying to be nice and who's nice anymore right Mm. so she comes up with the tootsie roll the pop the how many licks does it take Mm, okay. okay and she offers it to this young kid that little butthead he didn't take it he completely like uh, I mean, he's not a kid that'd be like seven you know what i mean like he wasn't he, he, he completely dogged her like oh man he dogged her and i was like rude i mean i'm just sitting there at the counter i just looked at this guy i said rude you know <laughs> like just rude man so i took it i was like i'll take it you know so i took it and i ate it, it was stale and whatever but i mean no, you great. don't ever turn your nose up at a gift it doesn't matter check a gift horse in the mouth right you don't ever look a gift horse in the mouth. That's exactly it. I mean, somebody's giving you something. God has given you this life. You didn't have anything before he gave it to you. Connect, show some appreciation. Yeah, so why are you complaining about your life so much? You know, it's like you didn't have anything before he gave it to you. Now at least you have this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what you do with it's on you. That's what free will is all about, right? So, man, I think, I think, to wrap up just kind of like we touched on that uh last episode man the more we could kick out those pedestals and put our pride and ego in check and just (sighs) take a breath man we don't know it all right and we don't necessarily have to know it all but i love what socrates said yeah ignorance there's one well there's one, one good knowledge and one evil ignorance so let's seek knowledge 
over ignorance right right and that as we fall into our best selves we all will make positive impact and change all around us the truest knowledge is knowing that we know nothing but we feel that the truth but we feel you know what i'm saying like that's the thing you may not know anything none of us know anything but we do all feel things for sure yeah and that is the thing that's your that's your tuning fork that's your guide everything you do does this make me feel bad or does this make me feel good and i'm not talking about like orgasm good i'm talking about deep inside does this make me feel mm-hmm. human does this make me feel like i just did something right right that's the easiest thing you can do yeah i don't, I don't care unless, unless you're like i said high as hell on meth or something like that you will feel that you will know that right <laughs> if you're high on meth you got to get over that first yeah <laughs> bro <laughs> Wow. Well, I appreciate your time. Oh, Thanks for coming for through. Sure, man. I, I'm liking this. I really like this platform. Oh, man. Thank you. We're trying to get it. I think my jingle. My jingle. I'm having all sorts of technical it's, difficulties. It's my fault, bro. Hey, you, you will know this. The more I'm around, the more your machines will fail. Is that what's just. Yeah. I'm one of those energies. They know I hate them. Oh, there we go. <laughs> I don't even know. They don't like. I. We tend to not get along, but. I think we got the audio, but this will be interesting to see what I'm able to do with yeah, this video. This back. Try to do a still picture or something. That's what I, I would it's do. Gonna be I mean, it's not tricksy. like we're out here dancing or anything. No, right? man. We're just sitting here. It's the same two guys that are just sitting here. So right. I would just still. I would just do a still motion. Or you could like uh, get some animal f- stuff and like you know like have, have, have cute kittens doing funny oh things the whole time we're talking or whatever. Who knows. <laughs> Listeners, thanks so much for joining us today. We appreciate you. I'm sure you're going to listen to this. It's just going to be that much more like, I want to come back on again. That's what happened last time. I mean, we'll never get things perfect. There's, It's just a pursuit of refining oneself and getting enjoyment and enlightenment and balance. Like That is what we're seeking, right? And this is a vulnerable for all those listeners that want to really judge and critique me or you or any of the guests it's like man can you you come sit in this chair yeah, come sit down come sit down come, come sit. chat because like it's a very humbling experience it and it's it's just it's awesome it's a it's a great opportunity to it, it is it's a nice forum and it's something that uh, honestly like i said i've been doing this one-on-one or five-on-one for many many years and just no. the, just the thought that maybe a lot of people can hear what I'm saying right now. Yeah. It, it, it's it's liberating. It feels good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Bless you folks. We'll see you soon. Thank you.